Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 2017 edition of the Seafood News Podcast. We are back from the new year. I'm your host, Michael Ramsing from SeafoodNews.com and Erner Barry. Uh, and in today's show, we, we do have some more grim news to report from the West Coast Dungeness Fishery. But before I get into all the news and, and the content for today, I did want to do a little housekeeping. Uh, as you know, we, we lost our host, Adam, uh, last week to another opportunity, and uh, so I'm back here in the saddle as the program's host. We've gone ahead and renamed the podcast from the Roundup to just the Seafood News Podcast since uh, I'm speaking here in, a, in an empty room and there's really uh, not much of a roundtable going on, at least for the time being. But we are going to experiment with uh, different ways to present content to you guys this year. Uh, I'm hopeful to get more Werner Berry's Market Reporters on to discuss some of the things that are going on in the seafood markets. And we hope to also get some of our friends on in the industry to talk about other hot topics that are going on, both market-related and just for some general interest. Uh, it's, uh, you know, things that are going on in the industry that we think are interesting that you guys should be made aware of. You know, we're also going to experiment with different news segments, you know, whether they be data-driven discussions or editorial commentaries, and all those things will go with our hard news. So we have a lot to look forward to in 2017. We want to keep this program going. We want to continue to expand it and hopefully, you know, get some traction and, and just you know, keep providing, you know, just a different format for, for you guys to digest the seafood news uh, and all the other content offerings that Ernerberry has. Remember, uh, sign up for our stuff, uh, seafoodnews.com, Ernerberry's Comtel, and Foreign Trade Data. Uh, these are our premier vehicles that uh, that we use to deliver you guys all the information that you need. Uh, you can get these uh, subscriptions and services by heading over to shopthenerdberry.com or by giving us a call at 732-240-5330. So please, you know, uh, sign up and, and start getting some of our stuff here. It's, it's, good, it's good content. You know, it helps you make better business decisions. So anyway, we'll, we'll run down some of the news. I've taken a, a couple weeks off here because of the holidays, so we'll just kind of dive right in. Uh, one item that we wanted to make mention of was the Russian salmon catch. Uh, it hit a 20-year high, according to fishery officials in Russia. Uh, the total salmon output uh, for the year so far stands at 437,000 metric tons. Over half of that salmon made up of pink salmon production. The Kamchatka region accounted for over half of Russia's salmon production for the year. And there, uh, pink salmon made up a bulk of made up the bulk of the Kamchatka catch. Russia's uh, chum salmon uh, landings or harvest was the best in 50 years. Just another note on on how the Russian salmon fishery performed. We'll, we'll transition over to some news that broke uh, in, in the new year here. Red Lobster was in the news this week. They put out a, a new um, shrimp promotion. Their big shrimp festival is what it's being billed as. And it's, sell, it's a limited time uh, offer right now where guests can select from two Red Lobster's six uh, classic or, or new shrimp dishes. They've added a couple new recipes to their menu for the new year. These are all going to uh, retail at $15.99 for customers at participating restaurants. But what we wanted to make note of here in, in this particular uh, promotion to start the year was that Red Lobster will be in, will, is including its wild-caught red shrimp in this promo. And, and why we think that's interesting is if you remember back in November, uh, Seafood News reported that you know, Red Lobster had added a wild-caught shrimp to its menu for the first time in many years. Now, this shrimp is sourced from Argentina, and, and there, that's also interesting because it was reported during the Consumar frozen seafood show in Spain uh, last fall that, that demand for uh, Argentine red shrimp has become a bit, a bit higher uh, here in the U.S. and then 
even in China, we're hearing news of, of higher demand from buyers to get you know, red shrimp from Argentina. Uh, that fishery uh, actually expects to produce more, about 10,000 metric more tons. Once, 26, once we have all the 2016 data in, we do expect to see a, a higher output there for Argentine red shrimp. Uh, so, you know, now you see red lobster not only adding it to their menu, but now they're pr- promoting it to start the year. Ports, uh, U.S. import data, uh, the latest data that we have show peel shrimp imports from Argentina. You know, they're more than double current level or they're more than double in 2016 through October versus figures from 2015. So we are seeing a, a higher interest, uh, you know, for Argentine red shrimp, both, you know, just in the data. And then when you look at promotions coming from Red Lobster, it's, it's certainly an item that, that we see is getting more traction here. So it'll be interesting to continue to monitor that fishery as we go forward and see if any other operation, you know, operators, you know, continue to or add wild shrimp or, or wild caught shrimp if it's from Argentina or if it's from other sources it's something that we'll continue to monitor we have a, another update here on on the on, on Canada's lobster season we reported uh, last week uh, of the difficulty that uh, lobstermen are having in, in getting boats out to the water uh, some of the worst weather uh, we reported in, in 35 years in this industry you know with all that being said uh, there is still a lot of demand for live lobster particularly in China and and you know there was a story reported in seafoodnews.com this week uh, that that the Halifax airport is is reporting uh, a lot of trips going to China we're now seeing some exporters um, opting to charter uh, shipments of lobster directly to China just to expedite the whole process uh, that this at the same time the Halifax Stanfield International Airport is reporting is reporting excuse me a boom in lobster shipments. Uh, that airport says uh, you know they attribute multi million dollar investments to add another pad for you know for the higher exports. They they are noting growing demand or continuing growing demand from China's middle class. You know the Canadian dollar is fueling exports. Uh, all in all, even though there might be issues in getting the lobster out of the water right now because of the weather. Uh, there's certainly still a lot of demand for live lobster in China so much that exporters are, are finding ways to expedite these shipments to get these lobsters in the market in, within 36 hours or sooner. Remember, we're coming up on Chinese New Year, so we're trying to this industry is trying to fill as many orders as it can before you know that that holiday ceases to you know demand more demand. So. We'll, we'll continue to monitor this. We don't have any uh, recent weather updates from the industry right now. We will probably try to get some more as the week goes on here. Uh, and, and, you know, we want to bring you some more information on how lobster's trending. We'll, we'll update you on what Erna Barry's reporting in the markets. The last time we checked in on those, those market prices, things were going up. Uh, but it's a wait-and-see approach, and, and we'll, uh, we'll deliver more information as we get it on our end here to you guys. And finally... Uh, just to put a bow tie on, on our top news for the day, uh, we go back to the West Coast Dungeness Crab Fishery. Avid listeners to this program since we started would know that Dungeness Crab in the West Coast, Oregon, Washington, and California has, has had a rough go of things dating back to 2015. It started with demoic acid, toxic levels of demoic acid that prevented the fishermen from getting out on time last year, the 2015-2016 season. That was delayed uh, about four months uh, a lot of those guys missed uh, the holiday sales period. They missed live uh, shipments to China. Now this year, that wasn't so much the case. The demoic acid levels were not as severe in the crabs or in the waters. Fishermen were able to get out relatively on time in California, Washington, and Oregon. But now what we're seeing are 
fishermen. They are now on strike. The strike has been precipitated by a difference in, in prices being asked for uh, at the docks by the processors. Uh, in early December, there were some negotiations made to settle these prices at $3 per pound. But before we broke for the new year, uh, word came out that the fishermen were on strike because some of the processors were only asking for $2.75, you know, a, a, a quarter difference here. And fishermen were not willing to, to sell the crab to the processors at that price. So they decided to tie up. Um, when we broke here for the new year, there was every indication that this strike would continue into the new year, and we are now here in 2017 on the third day of the month, and uh, the, the tie-up continues. Uh, we have a report from the uh, Humboldt uh, Fishermen's Marketing Association that says these that some of the crabbers do plan to meet to try to hash out some kind of uh, plan to get to get a price reestablished uh, to get fishermen back out in the water, but so far uh, no agreement has been reached. You know, we are recording this on on the third, uh, the first day back of the new year for most of us, and and we're at a standstill right now. Remember, uh, China also banned the import of live crab shipments uh, over concerns of demonic acid. So now it looks like, you know. So, in other words, we're just it's just more bad news coming from the West Coast of the crab fishery, even though we, we got fishing underway uh, relatively on time versus last year, and there's no toxic, you know, toxins in the water. However, we're, 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 this industry is still in the midst of uh, issues as it relates to getting the crabs to the processors or shipping them to, you know, the markets overseas in China. It's just been a bit of a mess here. We'll see how things play out as we go forward in the week. Uh, but but that's our top story, you know, for now. We just wanted to also uh, give a, a quick rundown of, of some of the things that, that we're looking forward to, uh, at least immediately. Uh, the first thing will be another round of seafood import data coming from uh, U.S. federal officials. Uh, the Department of Commerce is expected to release Another fresh round of seafood import data uh, that'll tell us more about what's going on in these markets. Uh, this will be no, uh, data through November, so we're still not quite there yet at the at the full year's worth of data to kind of pass any annual judgments on what we've seen in, in the markets uh, for 2016. But 2020, you know, the November 2016 data will get us close. It gets us one step closer to understanding, you know, where did the seafood industry end up in 2016? Of course, uh, this will also build up to. Uh, our, our in, in two weeks, we'll all be going to San Francisco for the National Fisheries Institute's Global Seafood Market Conference. Uh, Erner Berry will be there. I'll be there. Uh, and, and we all expect to hear a, a lot more information about where these markets might be going in 2017. Where were they in 2016? All of us will be, you know, we'll all be there to hear about the latest market trends that are going on in this industry and you know we'll be able to understand a little bit more about all this data uh, that we've been exposed to in the last year uh, it's always a good conference it's always something that we always look forward to uh, and able to you know in terms of getting to catch up with all of our catching up with everybody that's that's active in the markets and it, it does prove to be a very uh, effective conference in the run-up to the boston seafood show so you know we are looking forward to that in about two weeks so that's what we have here for you today. Uh, again, we encourage all of you to check out all of our premium content offerings. Uh, please sign up, head over to shopthunderberry.com or give us a call anytime, 732-240-5330. Ask about seafoodnews.com, ask about Ernerberry's Comtel, ask about Ernerberry's foreign trade data. We're here. Uh, this is the Seafood News Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Ramsing. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again soon.